0: Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we'll study God's word. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you that a Sunday comes and it breaks up the normalcy, Lord. And we have this opportunity to pause and reflect and ponder God. Lord, I thank you for the oddity of this time. Uh, for it helps us go to different places with our thoughts uh, and our concerns. And Lord, my hope is that it draws us more to you uh, than away from you. Lord, we thank you that there is this one day. There will be this one day when we'll understand it'll make sense. Uh, No more sadness, no more tears. And thank you, Lord, that even on this day, we can experience that one day with you because your presence is with us. So give us perspective, give us hope, give us joy in the midst of circumstances. Help us reframe uh, today in a new way through your word. And we ask this in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Well, good morning. What an odd morning it is, isn't it? And we can laugh at that. It's probably one of the best things to do. And whether you're with us online this morning or you're joining us in person, I'm just glad we can be together. And I'm really glad for technology that allows us to be together. And so those at home today, welcome and welcome home. And if you're seeing us for the first time or watching for the first time, I hope this is the beginning of many years with us. I'm Brian Wren, your Transition Lead Pastor, and today we kick off a new series And I believe it's a series that God is really calling us to to draw us together. As much as we're divided based on a lot of things, uh, health, COVID, or other issues, we have this opportunity this season to really draw together around what we call our core values. We've had this theme of together we are PCC since last July. We will hold that all during our transition season. But specifically, we're focusing now on our values of PCC. And the irony is we've held these values for 15 years, but we're raising them back up to say, will you commit to them? And I begin today with a question. Have you ever heard the statement... Commitment to common values changes the world. See that line: that commitment to common values changes the world. And if you think about it, and another way of saying it would be, uh, common values can create a considerable common cause. All right, think about that. If you have people that rally around common values, it can create this common cause that has huge impact. And let's think of who does that really well, especially during this season. In a few weeks, you're you're about to experience this. It's the Girl Scouts. (laughs) All right. I want you to think about it. When those Girl Scouts commit to their common value of developing life skills in young girls, they're an army. They're a force. They're everywhere. And here's reality: Look what happens. Two million boxes of cookies are sold every year, which results in from 800, $800 million dollars and beyond. Is that crazy? We needed them for a year-end giving drive. <laughs> I knew we should have sold cookies. It is crazy. The boxes get smaller. The cookies get smaller. They keep coming out with new cookies that we seem to want and like. The newest one coming this year, you'll see it this week, Adventurefuls. And you'll like an Adventureful and you'll be talking about it. You'll wonder if it's better than the Samoa. And you'll say, no, it'll never beat the Thin Mint. No way. And you'll get them in their columns and you'll open them up and you'll just take them in like I do. And now they're the shape of like a dime. But we give them five bucks. We give them five bucks. And we give them, you know, in the end, over $800 million. This is a really fabulous example. Fabulous example of commitment to a common value. Common value for Girl Scouts is develop life skills. It's actually a great thing. They're adorable. You can't help but buy them when you walk out of Safeway from them. But it actually can change the world. Now we've seen this in other things. Uh, Look at these three examples: the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors committed to four values: joy, mindfulness, compassion, and competition. And when they committed to those, joy isn't that's a kingdom one right there. Mindfulness actually is king is kingdom. That's just saying it in a secular way. All right, compassion's kingdom. All right, and some would say competition's even kingdom. They committed to those three championships. They continue on today, doing pretty well right now. And today's National Clay Day, if you wonder, for those who are Warrior fans. Clay's coming back. Thompson, he's been out for almost two years. It's Clay Day. And they continue on with these same values. How about street life ministry? Thousands of meals served 20 years ago. We can clap for that. Was someone clapping for that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the core value that was committed to that began to change the world on the peninsula through Street Life Ministries occurred 20 years ago. College students from PCC one day began to care about those down at the train station that didn't have food. Those 20-some college students 20 years later turned into a non-profit, and there are over 20 churches now in the peninsula. It's not our thing anymore. It's its own non-profit. It does its own thing. Because of a common core value that was committed to. Say what you want about January 6th last year. The reality is it was common values that drove what happened at the Capitol. You can name it what you want. You can judge it how you want. I'm not here to even do that right now. I'm just pointing out that common values drove that and had impact. Here's the reality. When we commit to common values, they can bring change for what? Good or what? Bad. That's how powerful they are. Values are like an underlying current because what they really are is underlying principles that act as a current that direct our behavior. They're below the subconscious, but they're there, but they have such, such power. And our values drive our behavior. And as a church in transition, it's really important right now that as a church in transition, we understand our core values and we commit to them so that we become like this underlying strong current that truly has impact in the right way. Because the opposite during a transition, it's really easy to do this, get divided around what the future should be, what the present should be like, things like that, what the, where the past was, as opposed to no. We are at our best over the last 15, 20 years when we committed to the common values, the six ones that we have that I'll show you later today, and we'll be best for the future. We'll be strong. We'll be an underlying current. So over the next seven weeks, here's what we're doing. Through the book of Acts, we're looking at how our common values match up with the early church, and as we study through the book of Acts, you're going to be seeing how the book of Acts became empowered through common values, and it led to touching us today. If those folks in the book of Acts hadn't committed to the common values I'm going to show you today, it, we wouldn't even be here. It wouldn't be about COVID. It'd be about the church wouldn't exist anymore. But because 12, then 120, and then 3,000, and then millions have committed to the common values of the kingdom, we're here today. It's remarkable if you think about how that's carried out. That would be like the Warriors committing to those those four things and continuing to win championships for decades and centuries. Will the Girl Scouts exist that long? How small will the cookies be? <laughs> Hundreds of years from now. Here's the challenge. You have values, I have values, we have values. What do we need to surrender to get on board with the kingdom values of PCC? What do we need to just keep doing? What do we need to do more of? I actually want this, whether you're with us during these seven weeks or you're at home during these seven weeks, to wrestle with these. Not feel like there's these commands and you gotta get on board, more like, hmm, where is my heart with live the word? Where is my heart with follow the spirit? Where is my heart with Relate Well? And wrestle where you are and where you aren't. And more importantly, what is God wanting to do? What if God is really calling us to these six so that we are a strong current that flows and has impact for the future? And what if we miss that right now during this season? So, the big idea today is the opening line. Commitment to common values changes the world if we commit to it. Let's open up to the book of Acts and I want to show you in the book of Acts and if you're new to us, the book of Acts uh, is right after the four gospels. It's the fifth book in the New Testament. It's called Acts because it's about the actions of the disciples after Jesus left them odd little, you know, most people open a book of Acts and be like, is this, a, is this a play? What is this? A bunch of Acts? No, Acts are the actions of the disciples post Jesus' ascension into heaven. And so open up, and I'm going to take us through some of these passages, because here's what I want you to see today. I want you to see the power of common values when they're committed to and how it's gotten from that day when they first committed to us today. So if you look in verse 3 of Acts chapter 1, it says, After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. All right, hold on. What's going on here? This is Jesus, post his death and resurrection... He'd lived for 33 years. There was a death. There was a resurrection. And he's presenting himself now to his disciples, those 12, now down to 11, who had followed him. And so it goes on to say, he appeared to them for over what? A period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. He dropped the values on them. Remember, he'd been with them for about three years, dies, dies, resurrects, now he's with them, and he's saying, I want to teach you and make sure you know the kingdom of God. He's dropping the values, the core principles that become the underlying current that change the world as it moves on. Because here's what happened. Those values became empowered by the Spirit. I'm going to have you flip now to chapter chapter 2. And I want you to see what happens because by the end of chapter one, Jesus leaves him 40 days. He ascends into heaven. That's mysterious. That takes some faith to believe, doesn't it? Okay. I just want to acknowledge that this takes faith to believe that this happened. Logic might not get you there. It might actually stop you from believing. He ascends and goes to heaven. And now there's this festival called Pentecost and 12 Jewish folks who were following Jesus who were 11, actually, if you read chapter two, became 120. So there's about 120 believers who are now at this Jewish annual festival called Pentecost in Jerusalem. And here's what happens. All the other Jewish people come from different areas and they speak different languages and they show up. And here's what happens. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Skip down to verse four. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Now they're, now they were staying in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. So that twelve is touched. They began to speak in different dialects. And all the people around them were like, Why are these Galileans, uh, Galileans, excuse me, why are they speaking in different languages to us, and they're speaking to us about God and we're understanding. It goes down to verse 11. You won't see it on the screen. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. So God's doing a a miracle here. He's brought thousands of people to Jerusalem, and he's getting a few of the 120 to speak in dialects, and they're conveying the truth about God. At that point, Peter, who was this guy who um, ran away from Jesus, remember him? But by faith, he becomes now this empowered spokesman by the power of the Holy Spirit in him. And that's how we all can become, because we can't do this on our own. We have too much fear. And he then says, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's what's going on. Some say, these people are drunk. They're at the festival, and this thing's gotten out of control. This is a rager, okay? Something's wrong here. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. Here's what's true. And this is where he stands up, and he begins to convey to the thousands of them there, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. This is all the thousands. And said, Peter and the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And this is what Peter declares. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you too will receive the gift of the what? Holy Spirit. Drop down the verse 11. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Do you get the numbers now? 12 dropped to 11 because Judas killed himself. Holy Spirit comes, ignites the 12. It becomes now the 120 that are gathered together, filled with the Spirit. They speak in tongues to the thousands that are around them. It's a miracle. They're amazed. And now 3,000 become a part of the early church. And next, they commit to what? Four values over the course of the next decades and years and this trickles all the way to us look in verse 242 what they devoted to they devoted themselves to what the apostles teaching it's what Jesus taught the apostles about the kingdom of God and to what meeting together well done getting here in person or online today this is how the movement continues on when we commit to fellowship And the breaking of the bread. Not just meals together, but in specific translation it says this. Experiencing the Lord's Supper together. Remembering this body was broken for me. This blood was shed for me. Here's one of my challenges to you during this next seven weeks. How often in your home will you break bread and celebrate the Lord's Supper? I would love what seems so sacred and maybe only something we can do here to become something that you value and do there. I used to do this with everything from, you know, water and Cheez-Its to Power Bars and Gatorade with my kids because I wanted to make the spiritual natural in our home and bring the act of acknowledging, hey, let's just acknowledge right now, we're taking a little snack break. We're not doing Girl Scout cookies right now, but you could break bread and celebrate the Lord's Supper with a Girl Scout cookie. That would be hard for some of you, wouldn't it, right now? Like, Brian, are you out of your mind? No, because it's a remembrance. Breaking bread something that's solid, having something liquid and acknowledging. That's what they did when they would come together. They would sup together, but they would celebrate and acknowledge in the moment. You could do that right before you, pr- as you pray. God, thank you today for this food, for this meat we're eating tonight. This, we acknowledge that Christ gave his body for us. Thank you for this wine, milk, this water. We need more and more to be able to make the spiritual natural in our lives so that we live it out more and more and acknowledge it. This isn't odd, this is normalcy. So they committed to teaching the fellowship and the breaking the bread. And look at the last one to prayer. I want to encourage you during this season, could you up your prayer game for PCC, that we would become less divided and more united around these six things, that God would stir in your heart to want these. I often pray for people, my kids, for family, that their just desire for God would increase, that our desire for these six values would increase. Look what it goes on to say in verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common, enjoying the favor of people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were what? Being saved. Isn't there an awe and wonder when we see someone come to the Lord when they're baptized? When they say, I believe. This is what God's wanting. He's wanting the movement to move forward, but the movement will not move forward unless there's a surge, there's a rush, there's a current of us all heading the right direction with our common values committed. So ponder this line. You'll see it on the screen. When the truth about Jesus gets a hold of our hearts, our values begin to shift from earthly to kingdom-minded. Isn't it true? This is the new creation. When Jesus got a hold of these folks and their values began to change, I'm amazed in my early 20s how my values began to change. Can anybody else raise their hand or push the heart button at home that you know for a fact that there was a point in your life when Jesus got a hold of your heart and the spirit got in you that your value system began to change? Here's how I knew. I let people borrow my stuff. Before that, you want that? No, I have an older version. Why don't you take that? My new golf clubs, you're not touching them. But after Jesus, yeah, they're in my storage unit. Go get them. Please don't break them. I wouldn't say the last part, okay? Sharing, generosity, giving generously grew. I remember the first time somebody mentioned what a tithe was. What's that? That's a weird word. Then I found out it was 10%. And then I said, is that net or gross? And I said, that is gross. That's ridiculous. That is insane. But God got a hold of my heart. Do you have a value that you know has shifted? That's not you. That's Jesus and the Holy Spirit bringing change in your life. It's beautiful. Anyone who's a new Christ, they become a new creation. The old is gone the new has come. So why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? Well, here's a couple of reasons. We're human, right? We got the glory of God in us, and we got all the rest of humanity in us. So there's a tension going on. Here's another one. We're distracted. Our soil often gets bound up with worries, wealth, and the desire for other things. I didn't say that. That says in Mark 4, 19, when they describe the four soils, Worries, wealth, and the desire for other things. You could put me right under all those. Can you relate? And then there's these snares that get us. With men, I talk a lot about these five snares. Substances, sensuality, status, security, selfishness. Let me give those again. I think it goes for men and women. Which one of these gets you? Substances, sensuality, Status, security, selfishness. Here's another reason why it's hard to stay focused on kingdom values. It actually takes some self-denial and submission to the Holy Spirit. Self-denial and submission to the Holy Spirit. It does. Here's where our values are found. And here's what I want you to do this week. I just want you to ponder what your values are. Begin to question, what does this behavior reflect about my values? Because here's where our values are found. They're found in our screens, they're found in our bank accounts, and they're found in our calendars. Isn't it true? If you got into my phone and you opened up screen time like we do with our kids to see where they've been, All right, wouldn't that be interesting if we all get honest? You look at my screen time, I'm sorry, yes. Okay, like I know I spent that much time on YouTube. All right, you know, I know, you know, but it's okay. But our screen time reflects where we've been and what we value. I'm not condemning it, I'm just saying, can we start to be honest and just look at that and be like, Jesus, what do you want with my values? And will they align more with yours? So is the same for our bank accounts and our calendars in that way. Here's one of my challenges. I wrestle with security. Financial security or God's got me and I can trust him. Woo! Sometimes it's like this. I need financial security. I hope God's got me. Other times like, God, you got this and I'm going to, I'm fine. But here's what I know. If you looked at my thumbprint on my phone and saw where it went most mornings, it's 6.30 a.m. because the stock market opens at 9.30 a.m. and there's early trading from 7.30 on. The pattern might be that I push my Ameritrade button first before I push my Bible app. Can anybody else relate? What's the first app you touch? It clarifies what one of your values are. My challenge this year, can I go the morning? Can I go an hour can I go to and not hit my Ameritrade app button first? That's hard because we're pattern people. This is how I want you to consider where are my values and just begin to wrestle with that. When it comes to PCC values, I want you to grab a card on the way out because over the next six weeks, here's, we're going to focus on these six, living the word of God, following the spirit, relating well. Giving generously, seeking justice, sharing Jesus. Now, these will be explained as we go, so I won't get into all the detail. But here's what I know. The more you focus on these values, here's some really good news. The more we focus on these values, if you live the word, oh, here's what I know. (laughs) You will begin specifically to find that the truth is better than all the lies you believe. If you get into the word and you live it out and you begin to get it a part of you, because and so many of us have experienced that, but the more we do that, the truth becomes greater than the lie. If we follow the Holy Spirit, we let something lead us that's greater than ourselves. If we relate well, our relationships take off because we speak with grace and truth, we operate in forgiveness. If we give generously, we begin to see how we can provide for others and it's so satisfying. And when we seek justice, we finally are able to use our righteous anger in a powerful way for a great cause to bring freedom to other people. And if we share Jesus, here's what we find we do have a slice of the kingdom. We have a slice of the pie that someone needs to hear about so that they can experience the hope. Here's the greater benefit besides it being beneficial for us, if we do this, we unite. We unite as a community. And we become that strong, powerful undercurrent. So as we move forward into this series, I want to challenge you. Will you reflect on your values this week? Will you potentially actually read chapters 1 to 4 in Acts? There's a reading plan. We're about four chapters a week. And will you realize that we have something so much more powerful than the Girl Scouts? The Girl Scouts have cookies. And we have Christ. And while we often need a cookie to make us feel a little better, we need Christ for this enduring hope, especially during these times. So let me pray for us. Father in heaven, we thank you for the Girl Scouts. They are such a great example of values. Lord, I hope and pray that every time we see the Girl Scouts over the next several months, Lord, we realize that they are a movement And Lord, we can become even a greater movement because of Christ and the Spirit of God in us. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit and the way, in its mysterious way, it touched 12, touched 120, 3,000, and then millions upon millions, including us. And Lord, whether we're online today or in person, give us the humility to begin to evaluate our values. And then, God, show us how committing to yours can change us and the world. So, God, thank you. We praise you and acknowledge this in the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.